September 15th, 2000. What year, KT? 22. Is it going to be a good year? It is a good year. KT, this year's almost over. <laughs> but it's been, <laughs> it's been a really good year. You know, the other day, by the way, welcome everybody to the Ask KT and Susie podcast. The other day, KT and I watched Elvis, right? The movie. And it shocked me. It absolutely shocked me, at least the way that this video presentation or movie presentation tells the story, how out of touch Elvis was with his money. And financially abused. Oh my He was taken God, advantage of left, right, and center. Uh, yeah. So that part of it was kind of, maybe that was the whole, you know, the, the news that people didn't know about Elvis. Yeah, it was, it's just, amazing. And it always makes me think of Prince and other people who were very wealthy. They died without a will. They died without a trust. They didn't have a clue of anything that was going on. The first one you knew personally was who? Marlon Brando. Can you guys believe that Marlon? Marlon Brando called Susie yes. for financial help, and she didn't believe it was him on the phone. Right. Remember Yeah, that? it took me a while to believe it, and then it was, I did believe it. But just amazing. So I don't know what made me want to say that to all of you, except that it made me so sad. So this entire podcast is about making sure that you are secure, you are never financially abused, you know the answers to any question. And if you don't know the answer to the question, especially when it comes to your money, you can come right here or watch the Susie Orman Show on Free V. You know All what right. else, though, today is, KT? What's that? Today is 23 days Ooh, from today. Everyone, you have to do it. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going right, to you say. All right, you tell them. Okay, you all have to participate in the Alliance checking account. The socially responsible checking we account. We call it checking for good. Yeah, I we, call it for good. Yeah, the do good account. The do good. You have I did it. <laughs> I, she did I do did it. I did it. Right. You have 23 days from today, and then September it goes away. 15th. And then this offer goes away. But tell them why we love it so much. We love it because all you have to do is go to my Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot com slash good. You go there and you open up an online checking account. You deposit $100. And even if you have the Ultimate Opportunity Savings Account, that $100 can come from the Ultimate Opportunity Savings Account, by the way. And you deposit it into this account and then just Every month till the end of February 2023, you do an electronic transfer from some account outside any amount, of any Alliant, amount. any amount, be, $5, yeah, $3, does not matter. At the end of February 2023, that is right around the corner, everybody. Alliant Credit Union will give you $100. And then right after you open up the account, about two, three, four, five days later, you will get an email from Alliant where you get to choose one of three charities. That's why I liked it. Right. And Alliant will send $100 to them as well. 
So you I got Alzheimer's from my grandma. I know you told me yeah. that. So I, I like this. This is one of the best it's promotions ever. ever. So it's Alzheimer's, Easter seals, it's um cancer, cancer, cancer. So you choose which one of those three. So you can do good for yourself and you can do good for others as well. You know, you just need to do it. All yeah, right. It ends October 7th. So that's 23 days from now. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Let's go. KT. Okay, Susie, my first question. So I've tried everyone to make this more diversified with a different topic for every question, this, this podcast. So the first one is from Kathy. It said, Susie, my question is regarding a withdrawal strategy in retirement. My husband and I have 401ks, IRAs. We also have a large amount of company stock. We only have one small Roth each. We also have a five to seven year emergency fund. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I wish I had listened to your advice regarding Roths. If I had, this question would not be needed. Mm -hmm. okay. I already know what this question is about. Here's the question. Yeah. My husband and I retired in 2018. We haven't taken anything out of our savings or retirement accounts because the pension and social security that he has has been enough. My husband will be approaching RMDs in five years. And RMDs are what, KT? Required minimum distribution. That's my girl. So they're both going to get this in five, or he gets it in five years from now, and she in a couple years thereafter. We should be okay when my husband takes RMDs, but when I start to take the RMDs and Social Security, is this going to put us over IRMAA? <laughs> What the heck is that? All right, I, I don't know. I'll tell one. you all about this. I feel like every should've... one of us needs to think about this. Yeah, we this... all have to possibly pay it. Go on. I, I, I don't know what it is. I got everyone. news. You're paying it. I now. Yeah. I don't know what it is, so I want to know what the heck I'm paying. I feel I should have been drawing down our 401ks since 2018. I have five years to start doing this now, but the markets are down. Help, Susie. And help KT know what an IRMAA means. <laughs> so, as you get older, you get to absolutely enjoy something, as KT and I have been enjoying once you become 65 years of age, something called Medicare. Mm. And Medicare is Medicare A, Medicare B, and Medicare D. And Medicare B and Medicare D is something that every one of us pays for KT. Mm. Like that's why I was just showing KT the other day that she got a social security check, right? Put into her account and they had to subtract 500, I think almost $600 for her Medicare B part of it. So the more money you make, the more you have to pay. Mm. And I-R-M-A-A -A stands for Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. How much they Who are- invented that? The government. <laughs> it's funny. They're so boring with their initials and know, descriptions. It's like, it's Irma. like who's going to remember that? Irma. All right, right, go ahead. And Irma is determined from your income tax returns 
from the two previous years. Don't ask me why. Why they don't do it yearly is beyond me, but they look back two years. And depending on what your income is two years ago, you either have to pay Irma or not. So KT, for 2022, this only involves people who make over $91,000 a year if they're single or $182,000 a year if they are married finally jointly. So listen, everybody, if you make under those amounts, this does not affect you at all. But if you make over those amounts, it can cost you big time on what they are going to charge you for your Medicare B and D premiums. So for instance, it could be anywhere for Part B from $170 a month more to $578 a month more. So depending on your income, that amount varies. For Part D, it will be anywhere from $12 a month more to $80 a month more, and that's on top of the premium that you are already paying. So Kathy, here's what you need to understand. Obviously, you said that in about five years, your husband will have to take required minimum distributions. So that puts him at about 67 right now. You are probably, you say, a couple years younger than him, right? So you're probably at 65, 66. Maybe you're going to wait till 67 in a year or two to start your social security as well. But when both of you are on Medicare, and obviously he is, when you go to do a conversion, meaning you convert amounts of money from your taxable retirement accounts into a Roth retirement account, that counts towards income. So you have to just be careful about how you do it because it's still going to cost you. You're going to have to pay taxes and possibly that would put you in a place where you also have to pay more according to Irma. So if I were you, I would seriously sit down with a CPA and really figure out what is the best strategy for you. However, everybody else listening to this, the lesson that you have got to learn is you want retirement money in Roth retirement accounts. You want retirement money in a Roth 401k, a Roth 403b, a Roth TSP, a Roth IRA. You want to stay away from traditional tax deductible retirement accounts. Because in the end, if you are going to be somebody who earns over 90000 a year or whatever the figure is, and trust me, they could lower that figure if they want to, everybody, you're going to have to then participate in what is called IRMA. And what does IRMA stand for, KT? Oh my God. Income-related. She's cheating. Wait, income-related monthly adjustment amounts most boring title on earth. She wrote it down. Good for her. Down. All right, KT, next. Okay, this next one is from Brandy. And, and the only thing, Brandy, I wish you would have included is your age, but it's a good question. It says, hello, Susie and KT. This is a basic question, maybe. 
Susie recommends to have about 20 to 25 individual stocks, but how many ETFs or index funds should you have to be considered diversified? I'm just starting out. I invest $50 every two weeks. I have about $2,000 already invested. I was just wondering, should I continue to buy more shares of the stocks I have, or should I keep buying different stocks? (laughs) Thanks for helping. So Susie, this is a really sweet email, but I don't know how old Brandy is. You know, it's funny, KT, because I was flipping through the emails and somebody by the name of Jill wrote in and said that a while ago she had listened to, you know, me saying about Pioneer Energy and all of those companies. Should she just buy that or how does she diversify and how do you get 20 stocks? The reason why I have asked all of you Tell you normally, if you don't have a lot of money, to invest in exchange traded funds because that's how you get automatic diversification. The Vanguard Total Stock Market Index ETF, you know, there's thousands of stocks within there. So, in your question, you said, How many ETFs or index funds should you have to be considered diversified? So, you just need one ETF to be diversified if it's a Vanguard Total Stock Market Index fund or one of those ones that are exactly like an index fund that has 500, 1,000 shares in it, whatever it may be. For those of you who are buying individual stocks, maybe you want to participate in a few stocks that I mentioned. Do you just buy that stock or what do you do? If you have an exchange-traded fund already, and then you want to buy one or two shares of an energy stock. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. You're still diversified. But if you don't have any exchange-traded funds, and now you want to just buy individual stocks, the reason that I've always suggested that I wanted you to be, let's say, with Fidelity or Schwab is because you could buy slices of stock. So if you're going a dollar cost average, let's just say $50 every two weeks, so $100 a month, you could easily within that month, and you want to buy 20 to 25 individual stocks, which I do want you to buy all at once, you might want to put $3 in one, $5 in another, $4 in another, so that you have your diversification even though you have small amounts of money in each one. So I hope, Brandy, that answered your question. Next question, KT. Okay. (laughs) Next question is from Charlene. Ready? No. Help for a pilot. See, I told you she hasn't even listened to me. I said, no, I wasn't ready. Okay. Are you ready? No. Why aren't you ready? Because you need to listen to me. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Charlene has a comment, help for a pilot is her subject. Hi, Susie and KT. My 21-year-old son is following his passion and is in training to be an airline pilot. He has a 48000 private student loan with an interest rate now at 8.82%. I will probably Ooh, go ouch. higher. He works a second job in retail, picks up side work wherever he can, but still doesn't make enough money 
to cover his $600 plus monthly loan repayments. He lives away from home, pays his own rent, utilities, gas, insurance, food, etc. But there's not enough to make ends meet. Any advice on this type of loan? Is it possible to refinance to a lower interest rate or lower monthly repayment? He was trying to save some money for emergencies, but I told him it's better to pay whatever he has on that loan and that we, meaning mom and dad, would be his emergency fund. Was this the right advice? Thank you so much for reading this. Since immigrating to the U.S. 18 years ago, I've learned so much about personal finance from you, Susie. Thank you. Yeah. So, Charlene, Susie's going to tell you, I, I just love that he's following his passion, but man, it's a tough road. Charlene, if your son has what it takes to be a pilot, do you know how hard that is? Not everybody has what it takes to be a pilot. He has what it takes to work himself out of this situation. So what do I mean by that? The answer to this is not about refinancing a loan, making lower payments, finding a way to do that. Because you know, if he refinances right now, interest rates aren't going to be any lower than they were when he originally did this. If he has to pay less on it, he's just going to be paying for longer and paying more interest. So there's two things here. Okay, so he knows that the two of you, his mother and father, will be his emergency fund. But he also seems to have the luxury, my love, of being able to live on his own, pay his own utilities, do everything like that. It seems to me that if he doesn't have enough money to make ends meet, he also doesn't have enough money to live by himself. That means he needs to get a roommate. Maybe he needs to get two roommates. Maybe he needs to move to a, a, another cheaper place with other kids, really. Because that is how he will save money. He is 21 years of age. And given the rental markets today and what it costs to rent, what it costs for everything else, no wonder he doesn't have any money for anything else. So my advice is not to figure out how to readjust his loan and all of that, although you can always look into that, not to make sure that he knows that mom and dad are his emergency fund, but it's to have a stern talk with him and say, son, here's the flight plan, right? For you to take off financially speaking, you're going to have to land in a place that you can afford and living by yourself and everything else that you do, you can't afford anymore. So therefore, you're going to have to figure that out or you're going to have to move home with mommy <laughs> and daddy. Uh-oh, ouch. Next question is from Diane. And this is about Roth conversions near or in retirement. One of my favorite topics Hi, Susie and KT. It's me here with a question on one of your favorites, Roths. <laughs> I hear it discussed often that some decide to convert traditional IRA funds to a Roth near or post-retirement. I've heard of some recommending to do this slowly. Does this mean the prorater rule does not apply in retirement? What about the five-year rule to access funds post-conversion? Could you please explain this process? 
again, Susie, and whether the rules change in retirement, I would appreciate it very much, Diane. No, rules do not change in retirement, girlfriend. So the reason that you hear me anyway say you always convert slowly is because any amount of money that you convert is taxable in that year that you convert. And you don't want that amount of money that you convert to put you in a higher income tax bracket. I mean, we already answered in the very first question how you have to be very careful about money that you convert because why? It's taxable and Mm -hmm. then it might affect Irma. Irma's our new girlfriend. I I never heard about that. No, Irma's our new girlfriend, Katie. We have a new Irma in our life. All right. So you want to be careful about that. What you really need to do is you need to go back and maybe go on the Women in Money app and search podcasts and listen to the masterclass that I did on the five-year rule Roth conversions because none of this is simple but you want to really get it right. And I got it so right on that podcast. So go and look it up. I think I gave one or two. I even did a quizzy on it, like for all of you. And it's something that you should find and listen to. Okay. I need to have a list to tell people which ones to go back and listen to with the date or some easy access. Yes. Especially on our Roth, that's our most frequently asked. All right, so we'll do that. Oh, we should do a frequent, most frequent asked questions or most frequent topics. I'll figure out something, everybody. (laughs) You should see the face Susie's giving me. I'll figure out something easy, an index, a glossary. Uh, ask Susie, did you know? Titi, that's <laughs> why we have the Women and Money app that you can access by going to Google Play or Apple Apps on the front page there. Search Susie's podcast, click, put in Pro Rata Rule, five year conversion, and up will come all the podcasts. Just put in Roth, baby. <laughs> okay. This next comment is, hi, Katie and Susie. I've been a fan for over 20 years. You taught me so much and helped me to have financial security with many mistakes along the way. Recently, I bought your must-have document program. How does it play the role in tax saving in a living revocable trust, or does it not? Love you both. That should have been your quizzy. Want me to try to answer it? Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't pertain to tax saving. Ding, 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 ding. It pertains to other saving. Ding, 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 ding. I'm so proud of you, but that's not your quizzy. Okay. Um, Because you knew the answer. I always knew the answer. Not always. But anyway, here's the bottom line, everybody. The must-have documents, the will, the living revocable trust, the advanced directive and durable power of attorney for health care, as well as the financial power of attorney, the document that's being asked about is the living revocable trust. Does that have anything to do with saving you money on taxes? It does not. It saves you going through probate. It saves you in case of an incapacity. It saves you in case you have minor children having their money put in a blocked account. It saves you in so many ways. And again, I get that many of you just 
don't want to spend the money to get one. You still don't understand why you need them. Although, if you watch the Susie Orman Show on Freebie or now listen to past podcasts right here, you would so understand it. One of the biggest mistakes you'll ever make is not having a living revocable trust. I promise you that is true. So if you want one, simply go to susieorman.com slash offer. It is $99 for those of you here on the podcast. If you go to my website, susieorman.com, you will see that it's $199. So it's a great deal. It's $2,500 worth of -of state-of-the-art documents, good in all 50 states. You can share it with up to nine other people. And it's, you just, they are so fabulous. I can't even tell you. All right, KT. Okay, Susie, I have one more question before quizzy time. This is from Allison. This is a real estate question. She said, I adore you both. I'm 39. (laughs) And my question pertains to fixed mortgages. Is it better to put more money than 20% down on a house? Or is it better to take that additional money and invest it in an ETF, such as VTI, instead With mortgage rates at around 5% and growing, where are you financially hedging the best bet? Thousands saved in interest from having a smaller mortgage or thousands earned from growth in the stock market. Susie, what's the smart money move? I think this would be a great quizzy. All right, then answer it. 39 years old. How would you answer her? Definitely go for the mortgage. (sighs) Why? Susie, is it because she's 39 and she should take advantage of time? So the average person, KT, from the age of 39 till now, how many homes have you bought and sold or moved in and moved out of? Two or three. At least. Mm -hmm. The average person keeps a home for seven years and then they they move. Okay, then put, put your money in the market. Right. So- Allison, the point is at 39, if you're already putting 20% down, so you don't have to pay PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. And let's say that you took out a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Let's just say that's true. That brings you to 69. You know, I want all of you to work till at least 70, probably longer as time goes on. So by the time you retire, then absolutely you will have paid off this home. So the more you put down, the less interest deduction you are going to make because the mortgage companies know that most likely you will sell your home within seven years. They want all that interest up front before you move. Mm. That's why your mortgage write-offs are higher in the beginning portion of your mortgage than at the end. So if you put more than 20% down, the value of the real estate goes up regardless. It's not going to matter that way. And you're going to lose out on interest deduction. And you're going to lose out on the possible growth of money. So I absolutely would not at 39, put more money down. If you were 59, I would give you a different answer. 
But KT, that then was your quizzy. Oh, good. I like, I'll have to keep the one I chose for you for a different time. What's the, what's the quizzy you had for me? Was it hard? No. All right, I'll save it. Right? It we'll was, save it for next I week. I did it because you should have been able to answer it really, Wanna really quickly. Want to go for it and give it to me? Want me to do a quick one, everybody? Let's uh, do two quizzies. All right. Is it true that any Roth conversion you make after 65 can negatively impact how much you have to pay for Medicare premiums? I don't know. Oh, come on. I just... <laughs> yes. Irma. Irma. Yes, 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 yes. So there you go. And there you go. That's a double ding, quizzy. Ding, ding, and ding, I ding. got it right. She just gave if, us the answer. And only if what, KT? They make how much? Over how much money per year? Look at her face. Look at her face. Oh, my goodness. Um, Over $90,000 a year if they're if you're single. $182,000 oh. or if they're married finally okay. jointly. So... It's not going to negatively affect all of you if you do, if it doesn't push you past the ninety thousand dollar limit. All right, so and That's if it two does, quizzes, everyone, I'm, I like that. I'm proud of myself. Oh, good. Maybe I'll give you another one of three quizzes next time. Oh no, no, no! I get very nervous, everyone, when it's quizzy time. So I'm happy with with tackling two. All right, all right, everybody. Twenty three days left to do Alliance Socially Responsible checking account. Go to myalliant.com slash good. And obviously, if you want to be part of the Ask Susie and KT Anything podcast, send in your questions too. Where, where, do you know where they send them in to, KT? Women and Money Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to kill her, right? <laughs> to Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. She's not kidding, you know. She's not kidding. Or go to the Women and Money podcast app and do it there. All right, everybody. Until Sunday, there's only one thing that we want you to remember. What is it, KT? Stay safe, strong, and secure. And we'll throw in a smart for Susie. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.